Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter SA. This is Sports Day. This is a summer edition of Sports Day SA. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. And you can be part of the show. The Just Quality Improvements open line is one 736 736 Give us a call or text in with your thoughts on the weekend, 0427-154-166. My name's Paul Bonzer. Alongside me, opposite Pete, me tonight, which is a bit weird, It is uh, Dan Mental. Bonds, it's great to be here. Uh, again, we talk about this every single Monday, that there is so much sport that happened over the weekend. But we'll get into the Adelaide Giants. What an enthralling win. Oh. And championship, back-to-back champions. I mean, you gave me a shirt when you walked in here tonight. I really appreciate it. It's a great shirt. Mm. The Giants have gone back-to-back. Yeah, and i got my Giants hat on as well, so we'll get into that. But, men's, we've got double passes. We had double passes last week to watch uh, the Aussies play South Africa. Tonight, we've got a double pass to the T20 on Sunday, Australia taking on the West Indies at the beautiful Adelaide Oval. Thanks to budget car and truck rental, moving house, use the teams, it's easy and affordable, 13 27 27, that's their number, budget car and truck rental, giving away some tickets this week, so uh, text in or give us a call, you might be off to the cricket on Sunday evening. Men's time for the box score for New Sunrise. There's over 1,200 stores Australia-wide. Visit newsunrise.com.au. Look out for the sunrise. Enjoy local service. It is time for the box score. Australia are 2-0 up over the West Indies in the one-day series after eight wickets and 83-run wins in their two games over the weekend. We mentioned it off the top. The Adelaide Giants are back-to-back Claxton Shield winners after coming from behind in the series again winning Game 3, 3-1, and the Series 2-1 over the Perth Heat. The 36ers went one from two down in the Sydney Kings before going down to Tasmania yesterday. Adelaide United went down 4-0 to an impressive Central Coast Mariners over the weekend. In a couple of test matches around the world, will India look like they are going to even the series up against England? With three wickets to take, England still require 160-odd runs to win that game. And the other test match that's going on, New Zealand playing South Africa. New Zealand made 511 in their first innings. And South Africa in reply at stumps on day two, four for 80. And Australia's women's ODI team made light work of South Africa, winning by eight wickets at the Adelaide Oval on Saturday. And Bonds, that is the box score. Yes, and just quickly, uh, Shield game going on as well. Men, South Australia playing Victoria. 
Victoria need a further 133 runs to win. Um, South Australia bowled out for 271 in their second innings. Hunt made 54, uh, Harry Nielsen 67, and Victoria are one for 24 as we speak. Delayed start today. Yes. That's why they're still playing at the moment. So that was our box score. I think we have to get into the Adelaide Giants first, All right. don't we? Let's get into it. The hot topic for Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Sammy, play that audio. Cracked. The team that couldn't win one, just won two. The Giants go back to back. There it was, the winning runs for the Giants, and that that there was the cracked bat where they took the catch in the ninth innings and the Adelaide Giants back to back. It was forty three years into last year before yes. that drought, before they broke it, and then they have gone, as you heard there, back to back, winning the three game series two to one over Perth Heat, who they beat last year in the uh, in the finals as well, two to one. So, what a win by the Giants! We're going to speak with their manager Chris Adamson later in the show. Uh, about yep. how they got the job done. Thanks to Lumo Energy. Switch to the affirmative. Yes, Chris will join us. The tank. Uh, it, we watched. A, well, we watched almost all of the series, didn't we? Yeah, not I, in the same I, place, I'm not but... sure. I missed more than an innings or two, to be honest. But it was. It was brilliant. It re- was brilliant. We'll start with game one. It went to 13 innings. Game one, which was in Perth. So over there, it was a later start. It started here at 9:30 South Australian time. The game didn't finish until 2 a.m. here in Adelaide. Four plus hours during this game, which is. Like an extra hour and a half on top of a normal game. It is. And so Adelaide went down to Perth. So they had to do the same thing that they did last year, come back here to Adelaide and win games two and three. They finished at 2 a.m. Adelaide time. They had to get on a flight early in the morning in Perth, come over here and then play. So uh, a really challenging, uh, I guess, game two for both sides. They were behind Adelaide in the fifth innings against Perth. They were behind three to two and Perth had a runner on with no outs, and at this stage you thought, well, we might be in a bit of trouble here. But Quincy Lattimore, who we spoke with last week, yes, he hit a two-run home run in the bottom of the fifth to put him up 4-3, and it changed the momentum. They went on to win game two, 6-3, to tie the series 1-1, and then there were some massive moments in game three, which uh, in the end went in favour of Adelaide, but Perth easily had their opportunities to win this one as well. They did. It, it was a fantastic series. Uh, great baseball from both teams. But in the end, the Giants, just their class probably shone through. And there's some big moments, probably none bigger than Briley Knight's effort yesterday. It was huge, Briley Knight. So he took a catch uh, in the seventh inning to keep the game tied. Uh, it was an amazing catch. He went down with his shoulder. And he then come out and hit a two-run double in the eighth to give him the lead. And effectively, they were the championship winning run. So he came into game three after not playing games one and two. But we, we mentioned that they've had some great players this year. Lachlan Wells won the award, the Helms Award for the best player, the MVP for the season. He went 0-2 in the playoffs as a starting pitcher. Uh, Nick Ward would, had a really good season, was run up in the Helms. He he was okay in the playoffs. McCarter was okay. Rickson Wingrove drove in his first run. It took until game three to drive yes. in his first run of the whole playoffs. So they were okay, but it was their lesser likes of Broly Knight, Fergus, Altman, Narva, these sort of guys, some of their pitchers in Wilkins and McGrath that got the job done. And it's a sign of a very good team and a very good roster and a well-coached team as well that you can have from top to bottom players that pitch in and, and make all the difference. And congratulations to the Giants on going back-to-back in the ABL. 
outstanding. And as Men's mentioned, we'll speak to Chris Adamson later in the show. Uh, looking forward to that, Men's. We'll ask him about your favourite as well, the MVP of the championship series, Todd Van Stensel, the closing pitcher who got the job the done. shorter shorts in baseball. Yeah, you love it, don't you? He's a great man. Hey, let's get on to the ODI, the one-day series. Yep. Uh, Australia taking on the West Indies off the back of a drawn test series. Well, game one was on Friday, and Xavier Bartlett had a pretty good debut. How was his debut? Four. What about his first wicket? Yeah, That's I, an absolute It was a peach, peach, wasn't it? It really a was peach. a peach. Four for 17 from nine overs for Xavier Bartlett. The West Indies made two, 231, and Australia in reply chased it down with very much uh, relative ease. Two for 232, Steve Smith not out 79, Cam Green not out 77, Inglis made 65. Xavier Butler, does this now just catapult him into, we know he's not going to get test selection at the moment with the bowlers they've got, but in the one-day format, will he continue to get a run through now or will it be as simple as we've got Hazelwood, we've got Cummins, we've got Stark? You're behind maybe a couple others as well. I Look, I think it just shows the strength of bowling in Australia. It certainly does. Michael Nisa has been around the mark for so long, can't get a berth ahead of Stark, Cummins, Hazelwood, and fair enough. Like, it's got to be tough for these guys. That's why Australia's been so successful. It is why they've been so successful. And the name that you left out was Sean Abbott, who was the player of the match in yesterday's game. Australia made nine for 258. We're in a lot of trouble uh, at the halfway mark of their innings, but Sean Abbott came in and made 69 runs, anchored the innings. They then bowled the West Indies out for 175. Abbott, three for 40. He was the player of the match and was the difference in the game. Hazelwood bowled pretty well, took three for 43 as well. It was good to see Matt Short make some runs, 41 or 55, an important 41 in that game. So Australia in the three-game series goes 2-0 up in the series and, uh, again, look like they're going to take a clean sleep. Yep. Sweep, even. Sweep. Yeah, yeah. I All think right. they will too. Um, what about the 36ers? Should we talk about them? They had, a, they had a fantastic win on Friday night against the Kings. I was really confident. That was my certainty yes. uh, on Friday, is that they would beat the Kings on Friday night. And they were excellent on Friday night to get the job done. I love that your certainty was actually an upset as well. The Kings went into that game favourite and uh, you were on the money. They were very good again and they did what they needed to do. We mentioned that if they're going to drop one game in the run home, it would be Tasmania in Tasmania. And, yep. That's what they did. That's always going to be the tough matchup. But they were very good against the Kings. So where does that leave them? We, we talk about it every single week. Are they still in touch of the playoffs? Well, they are. It's the top yes. six. The Brisbane Bullets are currently in 6 on 12 and 14. The Sydney Kings in 5th on 12 and 14. The Adelaide 36ers are in ninth, but they're 11 and 15. They're a game back. There's two games remaining for them. They take on the Bullets Friday night into New Zealand. So the two teams that are really contesting for that sixth spot against the 36ers, they play against. So it's all in their hands. Exactly right. So, But they, they still need some luck because yep. percentage-wise, they're slightly behind the eight ball as well. So they've got to have maybe one big win against one of those two sides. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. I mean, they're, they're about 20 points behind the Brisbane Bullets. So if they yeah. can get a 10-point win, that erases that deficit. Yes. But New Zealand's the one that I think they're going to have to be worried about. They've got to beat New Zealand. Plain and simply, they've got to beat New Zealand or else they're, they're probably no chance of making the playoffs. But they need some other teams to do a job for them. Now, New Zealand do take on Melbourne United, top of the table, away from home this weekend. So... It's still a realistic shot that the 36ers make the playoffs, which, again, at the midway point of this season, you would have thought was 1,000 to 1. 
Does that affect, uh, does the weekend's result affect Scott Ninnis's chance of keeping the job? Oh, if they keep in contention of playoffs, it only enhances his chances of keeping the job. Yeah, I agree. Um, top seven's coming up, men's. Um, for Kia, Epic has arrived. The all-electric seven-seat Kia EV9. We've got our hat trick a bit later on for Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Your calls, your texts, Just Quality Home Improvement's open line is 1-300-736-736 or text 0427-154-166. And we've got two tickets to the T20 on Sunday night, Australia taking on the West Indies, uh, thanks to Budget Current Track Rental. Yeah, and I'm going to do my 7th and 8th in the sample this year. We're going to oh, continue yes. my predictions tonight. I did 10th and 9th on Thursday night, and that was South Adelaide in 10th, West Adelaide in 9th. Tonight I'm going to tell you who I believe will finish 8th on the ladder and 7th. If you want to hear any of those from Thursday night, you can get it on the app. You can listen on the podcast as well, but we'll bring to you 8th and 7th in this upcoming sample season. When we come back, men's top 7. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports Day SA, Bonds and Men's with you. And you can be part of the show. Nutrient Ag Solutions, open line 1300 736 736. Give us a call or text in. 0427154166. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. And men's, don't forget, we've got a couple of double passes to give away to Sunday's T20 Australia, taking on the West Indies at the glorious Adelaide Oval. For budget car and truck rental, moving house, use the team that's easy and affordable, 132727. And now for Epic has arrived, the all-electric seven-seat Kia EV9. It's top seven time. Sports Day SA. It's the final On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SEN SA. Now, men's, what are you doing tonight? Well, we, we've been talking about some jersey sales from around the world. Well, it was based on something that I found last week, and yep. we discussed this leading into today. So these are the top-selling NBA jerseys. So player, the most popular player, down to number seven. All right, so at number seven is Devin Brooker, uh, Devin Booker from the Suns. Phoenix. Luka Doncic at number six, which yes, surprised Luka. me a bit. Uh, he gets a bit of Europe, yep. Uh, Giannis at number five. Same. Uh, Victor Webinyama at wow. number four. Yes, Frenchman. Uh, LeBron at three. Yes. My man, Jason Tatum at two. Above LeBron. Above LeBron. Wow. And uh, Steph Curry is the number one selling Steph, jersey geez, in the he, NBA. He is so popular. I mean, Steph's so popular everywhere. But I, I did think LeBron would be one or two. That's rather mm. surprising. So off the back of that then, it yes. got us thinking, who would be the top seven AFL selling Guernseys in this upcoming season, season 2024? So I'll go seven to one. An honourable mention is going to be for Dustin Martin. I Didn't make the top seven, Dustin. Number eight. Okay. I think a lot of people have Dustin Martin Guernseys. Yes. So they're not going to sell as many because it's over, yeah, okay. And that's what I'm going to lead into at number seven. Right. Number seven, I'm going to go with Harley Reid from West Coast. Oh, First number year, one draft number pick. one draft pick. Now, no one's got his Guernsey, West Coast Guernsey, before the start of this season. Good call. If he comes out and he plays to the level where recruiters had touted him to play to, people will buy his Guernsey, and he'll be the number one West Coast selling Guernsey by a long way. So that's why I've gone Harley Reid at number seven. Okay. 
At number six, I've gone with the new number one Port Adelaide captain, Connor Rosie. Nice. Uh, I think that I, I, I threw up Butters, I threw up a few other players, but I think Connor will He sell. will be the most popular Port player. And he's the skipper this year for the yeah. first time. Yeah. So I think that him at six is probably fair enough. I, I struggled with a couple of these. Sorry. Yeah. He's going to wear the number one then, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Go on. So that's what happens with Port Adelaide with their captain. So he takes over the number one. At number five, this guy could be at number two, three. He could be at number 300. But I've put him in there. Isaac Rankin at number five. Maybe I'm high on him, but I think he's going to have an incredible season. And again, I don't know if there's that many Isaac Rankin Guernseys currently out there. And big fan base. Without a doubt, big fan base here in Adelaide. I think that if he has the season that some people think he will, then they are going to sell out of his Guernseys here in Adelaide. I've got him at number five in the top seven AFL selling Guernseys in season 2024, which takes me to the top four. At number four, I'm going to go with, he should be this year's Brownlow medalist, but he just will probably fall short again like he does every <laughs> single year. And that's Marcus Bontempelli. He, uh, he's carried that team for a long time. There will be plenty of number four Guernseys out there for the Bulldogs, but they do make a lot of retro and different Guernseys. So I think that that will still sell very well. Thoughts on the Bont at four? Maybe Jamara steals some sales from yeah, him. Yeah, he could. Uh, yeah. They'd tout and Sam Darcy to be pretty good too. So, But the Bont at four is number, yep. number four. At number three, the top three, I've gone Christian Petrarca at number three. Again, another that could win the Brownlow this year. He's a popular player, the track. He also is probably getting a few more fans from his TikTok when it comes to his cooking page. So I think that there might be a few others that might uh, buy the Melbourne <laughs> Christian Petrarca Guernsey. Well, Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> Let's move on. No, move on. On to number two. You'll get to TikTok one day, Bonds. Number two <laughs> is Charlie Kernow from Carlton. Uh, if he wins the Coleman again, we know how, how up and about Carlton fans are. And they will believe that they can win it all this year. I think that he has gone past Paddy Cripps at Carlton. I've got him at number two on the sale list. Like it. And at number one, I'll be shocked if this guy's not the number one selling Guernsey in the AFL in 2024. It is Nick Dacos. You talk about fan base. They have the biggest fan base in Australia. He should have won a Brownlow, got injured. He could easily win it this year. There will be plenty of Nick Dacos Guernseys bought, and he will be the number one selling AFL Guernsey in 2024. I don't think you're far away in your top four, but yep. who knows the rest. It's yeah, it's really hard to tell, isn't it? But uh, So, okay, Adelaide, do you think Rankin? I think Rankin. Dawson, maybe? Maybe. would give. Yeah, but I think Rankin's the excitement machine. Yep. Um, Tex as well. Sam's giving us uh, yeah, his vote. I think a lot of people have Tex Guernseys that we're going to get Tex Guernseys, if I'm honest. But uh, Brisbane, is it the dual Brownlow medalist or is it someone else? <sighs> no, nah, it's, nah, it's Lucky Neil. Uh, Carlton, do you agree with Kerno yep, or maybe Cripps? No. Collingwood Dacos is easy. Essendon. Oh, maybe Walsh at Carlton. Yeah, don't mind that yeah. shout. Uh, Essendon's a tough one. Um, yeah, Merritt maybe. Parrish. I like Merritt. Frio. Uh, Sarong. Yeah, so right. <laughs> Geelong. Jeremy Cameron, surely at Geelong. Camo, yep. Gold Coast, tough one. Uh, maybe Ned Flanders. Ben King for mine. What about GWS? It's got to be Toby Green. Toby Green. Easy. Easy. Hawthorne, your boys. Who are you yeah, buying? Cyril. Okay. I would have said Will Day, but we'll go Cyril. Melbourne, I like Petrarca. Uh, Newcomb, obviously. Yeah. Um, Melbourne, Petrarca. I think Petrarca. This guy could win the Coleman. North Melbourne, Nick Larkey. How's that for an out-of-the-box? She's a will sell a few. Yeah, he will. Uh, we've been over Port Adelaide. Richmond, Dusty. 
Yeah, that'll do. But we run out of time, so I've got to do this. St Kilda Marshall, <laughs> Sydney Golden, West Coast Reading. Aaron Hamill for St Kilda. Yeah, don't mind. Uh, Chris time. Adamson will be with us shortly for Toolkit Depot. Everything you need to get the job done. Our hat trick for Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. And don't forget to text in on the Quality Home Improvements open line 0427 154 We got two tickets to Sunday's T20. Australia taking on the West Indies. Back on the summer edition of Sports Day SA straight after this. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Paul Bonzer, Dan Menzel with you. You can be part of the show on the Just Quality Home Improvements open line. It's one 736 736 or text in 0427 154 Experts in roller shutters, plantation shutters, outdoor blinds, artificial lawn and roof restoration. Men's, uh, we'll do our hat trick early because we've got a very special special guest coming up. We're going to speak to Tank, the coach of the Giants, very, very soon uh, for Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. And the South Adelaide Netball Club support the South Adelaide Netball Club in 23-24. We have a forgettable moment. We have, if you don't know, now you know, and it is what it is. I'll start first with my forgettable moment from the weekend, and it's going to be to do with the man that we're going to speak to shortly, the Adelaide Giants. First game of the three-game final series, that went to 13 innings. Amazing. Finished at around about 2 a.m. local time here in South Australia, the game was in Perth. They lost in 13 innings. It didn't cost them. It was the exact same result as last year. And it will be one that will be forgotten very quickly by the Giants players over the coming days uh, and potentially right now with the uh, 24-hour bender that they are on. So that one will be a forgettable moment for the Giants. They won't remember that they lost the first game because they won the two next games, which were very important to win the series. You're going to love my forgettable moment. Here we go. Uh, Sean Abbott, player of the match from yesterday's ODI. Uh, I've forgotten about it already. I see. Interesting. So you're doubling down on the fact that Sean Abbott's no good at cricket. Yet, uh, as we mentioned earlier I in the show, say, I didn't say he was player no of the good. match. Three for forty, sixty-nine of sixty-three. But you know what? I love that you mentioned that, and I'll come to that in a second. But I'll go to if you don't know now, you know. Okay. The Central Coast Mariners are the best team in the A League. Thus, they are last year's champions, and they are seriously flying at the moment. They've won six of their last seven games, and they dismantled Adelaide United 4-0. They are, I know they're not on top of the table, but the way they are going, they will get there. And uh, I, I don't see any team beating them at the moment. Agree. Um, if you don't know, now you know. The Adelaide Giants are back-to-back champions. They are, and what a hard-fought series it was. Again, looking forward to chatting to their manager about it, about some really intricate moments in the series, which could have gone either way. Yep. Uh, It is what it is. I'm glad you just teed this one up beautifully for me, Bonds. (laughs) It is what it is. Without Sean Abbott, Australia would have been one all in the ODI series and in trouble of being embarrassed by the West Indies after tying the the Test Series 1-1. They would have been 1-1 in the ODI series and potentially going to lose 
a series after not even winning the Test Series. Thank you, Sean Abbott, to keep Australia on track. Well, the sun shines on the dog butt once and <laughs> once every now and again. Uh, it is what it is, men's. Uh, the three ODIs against the West Indies. Unfortunately, not, not a lot of people care about it. Um, and I think mainly because it's not on free-to-air TV anymore. Well, that's a factor. It's, it's a big factor, I think. It's a, I think it's a big factor. I also think another factor is we had an ODI World Cup yep. into a test series. The Big Bash has also been played. Big Bash is, is a big part of it. And now well. we're into February. The Australian Open's finishing the tennis. I think a lot of people are ready for the AFL to start and think, is their cricket still on at the moment? Could we bring back the tri-series to inject some... Life into one-day cricket. I love that you brought this up because I saw something the other day and I thought, I have to mention this to Bonds and I've brought it up to you on air. The Tri-Series, but bring back Australia A. How good was it when Australia A played (laughs) against Australia, against England and New Zealand? Whoever it was, I think one of the issues is, and they'll never do it again, is you got most people doing what I just did when I mentioned it, the passion around it. Most people started barracking for Australia A to beat Australia. I, yeah, I don't think they'll do that again. But they might play, let's say it was Sri Lanka, India, Australia. Yeah. You would get people going to the India-Sri Lanka game because Australia is a much more multi- multicultural place now. Yep. So you would get the crowds to those, I guess, the games where Australia's <laughs> not playing. It's a great point and I would love to see it. I just don't know if they will logistically because there's so much cricket played and at the moment, they are basically playing the Test Series and then off the back of that, they have the one-day or T20 Series against that nation. But I would love to see, as you just mentioned, India, Sri Lanka and Australia in a tri-series. And it just brings that interesting element. Okay, Australia's not playing. It's New Zealand and as New Zealand and India or India and Sri Lanka. It does bring that interest. The World Series Cup. I bring it, it back. I love it. Yeah, it's a really good idea. Uh, we're about to catch up with manager, coach of the Adelaide Giants, Chris Adamson. Just trying to get him on the phone now. He's brought to us by your local tyre power. The hot summer sale is on now. You get four for the price of three on Kumo tyres. Tyre power helping you drive safe this summer. Um, Do you reckon he slept, Bonds? Oh, he's probably had... He would. Some of the players wouldn't have. Yeah, <laughs> fair. Definitely. Uh, when I left there last night at midnight... Um, they were still just sort of warming up. Yeah, they would have been warming up. Fair enough, too. It was a it was a very warm series, to be honest, too, in Perth. And in Adelaide, we had some really hot days and some hot games. But uh, what a way for the Adelaide Giants to go back to. All right, let's speak to the man at the top, uh, Chris Adamson, the coach of the Adelaide Giants. Tank, uh, welcome to the show and congratulations. Uh, thank you so much, guys. It's, uh, it's an absolute pleasure to be back talking to you guys, I must admit. Oh, you sound a little weary, but that's uh, to be expected. I want to ask you firstly about the look a hard-fought series. Perth were fantastic, but tell us about the marathon game number one, and then having to jump on a plane the next morning at seven thirty and sit on the tarmac for an hour. Yeah, that was that was an interesting experience. I must admit, it was uh, the game itself was was it was just a really amazing game. It was an arm wrestle, you know, and. And guys stood up when they needed to, and it was I was I was just super proud of the way they competed. But then, yeah, obviously you have a you have a bit of a nap, and <laughs> to get back on a plane and sit there for an hour wasn't ideal. But you know, we we got to experience it last year, so it's uh, it was an interesting time, I must admit, and it's less than ideal. But yeah, the guys just overcame stuff and showed some real resilience, and it was just yeah, it was amazing to be a part of. It certainly would have been tank. 13 innings it went to on Friday night. How do you, you mentioned that you went through it last year. You were down in game one against Perth and were able to come back two to one. 
this, the mental and psychological application after losing in 13 innings, what do you say to the group? Uh, how, how do you, I guess, get your head around that we're going to be on a plane in six, seven hours and then it's going to come around pretty quickly again? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, like, like as you guys know, like being around sport, you, you lose tough games and there's some disappointment, but the reality is we're still in the fight and that's what we talked about afterwards. It was a really brief chat. It was just about, you know, learning learning from... You know some of our mistakes or some some of our miscues, and just you know getting back on the horse. You know we talk about staying in the fight all the time, and you know just giving ourselves a chance. And yeah, that, that's all they did. And as I said, it was like when or when I lose the next day, it was just amazing how they posted up. And yeah, as I said, I just I couldn't be proud of the guys. It's amazing. Yeah, it uh, really was amazing the resilience and how they fought through it. I want to go over a few of the major points throughout the three game series. Game two. Uh, Quincy Lattimore, two-run home run in the bottom of the fifth to put you up 4-3. Again, Perth had runners on in the fifth when they were up 3-2. Just that moment, it felt like a, a bit of a shift in momentum that potentially won you this series. Oh, for sure. You know, like in, in any sport, you know, it's an, it's an arm wrestle, but those, those big moments and big players stand up. And, yeah, what Quincy did there, he's our most experienced guy for us by a significant margin and just to, uh, to to see him stand up like that was just huge you know he's not a real vocal leader he just leads by the way he goes about his business and to see him stand up was just it was just amazing to see it to be honest and and from there it was like I feel like we actually had the momentum not only for that night but for the rest of the series and it was yeah I was just super wrapped for him he's just such an amazing guy to have around the team and he makes our young guys better and it's yeah it's just amazing. He definitely felt that way. And to do it on his birthday as well is uh, it was just magnificent. Uh, and he is just, he is almost, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He, he's he's faultless in the outfield. Always looks Reliable. like he's, he's never panicked. He always just cruises under the ball, takes every catch, never makes a mistake. You must have a lot of confidence in his outfitting, outfielding as well. Oh, for sure. You know, it's just a lot of, it's just security, if nothing more, you know. You know, when he gets in the box, he's going to give a really competitive at-bat and, you know, he's he delivers more often than not. And when he goes out there, you know exactly what to expect. And in those big games, if we know that our big guys can, you know, just post up and if they do what they're meant to do, it's, everything's great. But yeah, to do what he's doing at the age of 35, it's just it's unbelievably impressive. He's literally played 2,000 games and yeah, he's a... He's a great friend of mine and someone who I have the utmost respect for, and it's just it's amazing for him to be a part of this again. Yeah, he's a great man. Uh, how important was to play the decider at home in front of the Adelaide Giants fans? Oh, it's it's, it's so special. Like play, playing at home, West Beach has it's become a bit of a fortress over the last you know three or four years, and just to be able to have a chance to continue to compete and hopefully do something really cool at the end of it in front of our friends and family and home fans, it's something that. I think it's 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 literally invaluable, and just you know the 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 baseball community here it's it's sneaky, but it's 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 so much bigger than what people think, and there's a lot of people that care, and it's it's just amazing to be able to you know achieve some of these things in front of them, and it's something that yeah, as I said, I'm just super thankful to be a part of it. Tank, I want to get a bit of an insight into your decisions around selection and how you make the decisions, the challenges around it. The, the player I'm sort of alluding to here is Broly Knight. He doesn't start in game one or game two. You bring him in for game three. He takes an amazing catch, which keeps the game tied. 
and then hits a two-run double in the eighth to effectively win you the series. Did you think about starting him or bringing him in earlier in the series and then the decision to obviously start him in game three that was a match-winning decision? Yeah, I mean, he's he's someone that's... Um, I, I believe in baseball gods. It's something that doesn't get talked about a lot, but that that's a guy that literally posted up every single day and did all the controllable stuff every single day to give himself a chance if his name was called upon. And, you know, when we, when we left the field on Saturday night, I knew what the matchups were from a pitching standpoint, but, you know, there's no exact science. I just, you know, <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I didn't just kind of go with my gut, but I, I thought it was a pretty good matchup. And just the way he competes and the way he cares and the way he's prepared, it's something that, I have just an unbelievable, unbelievable amount of respect for, and to see him, you know, literally he saved the game for us and he won it for us. It was something that I've probably never seen in my life, and I might not ever see again. But I'm just, I'm just so wrapped for the guy because he, all he did was prepare as good as he could, and just the way that he went about it daily was just absolutely unbelievable. I just couldn't be prouder of the kid. Oh, it was incredible, and you got paid off, which is great to see. I want to also ask about a few of the other guys that aren't necessarily your stars, the ones that led the stats throughout the season, but the likes of, we mentioned Briley Knight, Cade Fergus, uh, Altman, Narva, Ross, Wilkins, McGrath, all had massive moments throughout the series. Yeah, it was it was huge. And that, that's one thing I absolutely love about our team and our entire roster, like all of them. You know, a lot, a lot, of, the, a lot of the time just surrendered their ego and it was just whatever they needed to do to help the team was huge. You know, a lot of them were put in, different scenarios you know Dan McGrath yesterday hadn't started a game all year he'd only moved over from Melbourne early in the season and you know it was something he just he just took it with with two hands and just made the most of his opportunity it was something that was just it's it's just really awesome just just to see a whole bunch of guys just on the same page and just really trying to accomplish something as a group and it's something that I think is a little bit rare and it's something as I said that I'm just I'm just super proud of the guys. I'm so thankful just to be a part of it, honestly. It's just really, really amazing to be a part of. I want to ask you about one of your stars, Todd Van Steensel. He is the ultimate closer in the ABL. Um, how much confidence does he fill you with when TVS walks to the mound to try and close the game? Oh, it's, it's amazing. You know, it's usually the game slows down a little bit. He's got a few yeah. of his little <laughs> dance moves and things, and a little. he's a bit of a wiggly worm when he gets out there, but... You know, it's it's he's the best guy for those situations. So whenever he's in there, you know, it's it. We know it's giving us a chance to win that game. So, you know, I've got the huge amount of trust in him. Just to see him continue to deliver it at an age and level of experience, and continue to just love the game. It's just something that's amazing to see. And it's yeah, I'm just so wrapped for him. He deserves everything. He's been in this league literally for the duration of the league, which is something that's amazing. And he's still, a, you know, a permanent fixture on the Australian team. And, yeah, he's just huge. And when he's out there, I know we've got a chance to win a game. So it's a pretty good feeling. Does he have a big ego? Like, is he a, a super confident guy? Or is – because he seems a little bit quiet when you see him off the field. He doesn't doesn't like, the, I guess, to be in that group. Even last night in the celebrations in the batting cage, he was sitting by himself talking to someone while the rest of the guys are dancing and carrying on. <laughs> is he a, he's a little bit reserved or full of confidence? Yeah, I, I would say it's 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 really impressive. Actually, it's a guy that just really knows who he is as an individual, and it's something that I've I've got a lot of time for that kind of stuff. You know, he um he, he's probably I, w- I would say he's probably the most misunderstood guy in Australian baseball. In that, like you see him on the field and you think he's this really outlandish guy that's really flashy, but as you said, he's he's actually really quite introverted when he gets off the field. But he gets a bit of white line fever, and he's just an ultimate competitor. But 
you know, he, he's earned the right to be where he is and he understands who he is as a human being, like before being a, you know, baseball player. And it's just something I think he continues to go from strength to strength. But yeah, what you see on the field is actually a little bit different to off the field, but that as a combination is just something that makes us better as a whole. And it's something that, yeah, I just love him being on our team and I'm, it's, it's, a, it's just an amazing thing. It is, and he had an amazing series. Now, Tank, what are the next few days and potentially weeks look like for you and the team? Celebrations, you're going to have some family around. How is it going to all go about over the next 48 hours? Yeah, so we we had a great get-together today, you know, with our ownership group and and all of the guys. It's it's an interesting dynamic, this league, you know, with that a lot of the guys are going back to, you know, the four corners of the earth, to go back to where they live and a lot of them leave tomorrow but today we had a great catch up and right now personally I'm just hanging out with my family and just trying to soak it in as best as we can I go back to America next week and a lot of our guys you know leave leave all throughout this week but yeah right now it's just trying to savor it as best we can because the reality is that group as a whole is probably not going to be together in the same room ever again so it's something that we just try and sit back and just take a breath and just understand that, you know, what we achieved is something special, but the experiences along the way was something that we need to cherish forever. Well, just on that tank, before we let you go, how many of that group will be back next year for trying for a three-peat? Uh, we've actually got quite a few, you know. It's something that over the years we've made a concerted effort to try and bring back as many guys as we can, both obviously locally, but also internationally. You know, Nick Ward, He's re-signed. Lachlan Wells is re-signed. Oscar Nahiroshi is re-signed. So we're going to have probably at least three quarters of the team come back again. So, you know, it's something that's that's great. And, you know, I feel like we have a chance to even be better next year, which is something that's exciting. But, you know, we'll continue to build. But at the end of the day, we're just trying to enjoy what we're doing right now and just hope the guys had an amazing experience here in Adelaide because it's something that, you know, I think we're really lucky to be a part of. Tane, congratulations once again. Uh, great chatting with you, and we appreciate your time across the season as well. Well done, and uh, enjoy your time in Philadelphia. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate the support. Well done, Tane. Chris Adamson, the manager of the Adelaide Giants, back-to-back champions. Uh, they couldn't win one for 43 years, and uh, lucky enough, uh, they won two in a row now. Yeah, and to be honest, not a luck involved in it. It's it's a sign of a good yes. good team and a good roster and a good organisation that they probably shouldn't have won the semi-final series or the final series. They have been the best team all year, and these two teams absolutely challenged and it took it to them. But it just showed backs up against the wall how good this team is as a as a whole, from top to bottom as a roster, but also the way they are run and, and run by Tank as well. And that shows that it shined through in the end, and they're able to, against a, a lot of adversity, get the job done and go back to back. And as you mentioned, everyone had their moment across the whole season. There wasn't one player who stunk it up for the whole three games. They yep. all had their moments to shine, and it was a brilliant effort, and uh, we couldn't be prouder of our Adelaide Giants. Uh, men's, uh, just a quick community update for you, thanks to Firecoat. Be alert, prepare this bushfire season. Stay up to date on all bushfire warnings online with the South Australian Country Fire Service. Visit cfs.sa.gov.au. This community update was thanks to new Firecoat, the first paint 
proven to protect property in high-risk fire condition. It is available at everyone's favourite store, every bloke's favourite store, Bunnings Warehouse. Um, Men, it's time to continue on. Last week, you, well, last Thursday, you did, you were looking at your sample teams and we started at the bottom. You started at position nine, uh, sorry, 10 and then nine. And yep. tonight, you're going to look at position seven and eight. Thanks to Toolkit Depot, everything you need to get the job done, tools, equipment, safety gear, workwear, in-store or online. Yeah, so if you want to hear last week's teams in 10th and 9th, you can absolutely do it uh, wherever you get your podcast on the SEN app. So in 10th position, I had South Adelaide. In 9th position, I had West Adelaide. I broke them down. Tonight, in 8th position, in this upcoming sample season, 2024, I have Port Adelaide. Now, I've put them in eighth position where I believe they'll finish. They finished fifth in 2023. Yes. They lost the first final. They don't have many additions. We know that it's AFL-based and it's similar with their outs. They've lost Sutcliffe and Dumont, who actually played a lot of sample footy. So there are a couple of key outs that they have lost. Uh, Their improvement will come from their younger group that is developing to hopefully play AFL, and it's also the health of their AFL side. We know that. Their strengths are their listed midfielders and forwards, which means that they're able to score. If they can get the ball in the forward line, they have definitely got enough front-end talent to be able to make finals, which they did last season. It's just a matter of if they can do that and if they have that those players in the team. Their weakness is clearly their defense. Last year, they were last in defense. It's not their game style. They, they do like to go and attack, and that's what we saw from Port Adelaide at times. They're still very young in terms of their list and the assessment there, and I think they're younger than what the Crows are when it comes to playing sample footy, so it's why I'm not as bullish on Port Adelaide in the 2024 sample season. They need What do they need to have a successful season? Well, they need their AFL team healthy, first and foremost. That, that's where they'll... They'll get a good look at it in the twos and have a good, strong sample side. But also they need a few top-ups to stand up. I think the Crows have probably been better at that over the last few years. Yep, definitely. And that's where they need them to stand up. To have a good, successful year, back-to-back finals for mine would be a success for Port Adelaide in the sample. Yeah, I think part of it is you mentioned the AFL list being healthy. A couple of years ago, they had some injuries throughout their, their AFL team and they went to prospect to play North Adelaide with, I think they had... They had Wasn't pretty. six or seven yep. AFL-listed players got beaten by 20 goals. It was horrible. But, uh, yeah. So who's in uh, seventh in, in spot, In seventh Dan? position, I have gone with Woodville West Torrance, uh, my former club last year, obviously. Uh, I put them in seventh. I found them really tri- tricky to be able to nail the position. Now, they finished eighth in 2023, so this would be a step up. Uh, their additions, they've got Fleeton from GWS. Josh Morris has come back from Hawthorne. Jared Redden, we might see him run around his return, which is Big amazing. Big Red Dog. Big Red Luke Mackay has come from Canberra, plays a bit like Mitch Hardy. Jack Boyd from Werribee. Uh, and Jer- Jordan Moore as well from Glenelg, who they actually really like, and he's a key defender. They're key outs. They've got some experience here. Jimmy Tumpus has gone. Um, Rory Lehman, I took to the Kurong Cats. Well, effectively, I didn't steal him. <laughs> I signed at Kurong, and then yes. way down the track, he said he, it's not for him anymore, and so he left the sample, and I thought, well, come play with me, mate. So Jesse Lonergan's also gone. Kai Pudney gone to Centrals. Riley Collier-Dawkins. Clay Cameron. Lockie Hoyle and Tyler Welsh. So there's a bit of experience out of that list in particular from last season. Where does the improvement come from? Well, I think the new coach brings that freshness. And in, in addition to the signings, they're going to have a re-energized group, without a doubt. We see that with, with a new coach, but I also think they'll move the ball better with some more offensive flair this season. Uh, and they're going to certainly work on it in preseason. Their strengths, it's still a really strong core and spine for mine. 
If Troy Menzel plays at full forward, you've got Ballenden there, you've got Knight or Rowe in the middle, Thompson and Moore, they reckon Moore will come on. So that gives you still a pretty strong spine. They also were the most accurate team at goal last year, which probably helped them get over the line in a few games. Maybe they shouldn't have one. Their weaknesses, well, for last season, it was without a doubt their inc- inconsistency in performances. So you wouldn't know which team you would get when the Eagles would run out yes. in the park last year. And that's not what they've been in the past. It's something that they'll look to amend this season. If I look at their list and the assessment there, there's a decent contingent of experience, but there's a huge hole in the middle of the group. It's a lot of young kids and younger guys that look good, uh, and there's some really good experience at the top, but they do have a big hole in that middle uh, group, which is tricky to replace. And they've tried to do it a little bit this year with the likes of Fleeton, Mackay, Morris, Boyd, and more coming in, but they're going to need to continue to fill that demographic in the coming seasons with recruits. Yes. Uh, what do they need to have a successful 2024? Well, a big part of it's going to be predicated on the health of Riley Knight, Troy Menzel, Ballenden, and Rowe uh, is going to be essential. Also, the ruck is the other one. Now, Brinker Ritchie was in and out last season. Redden, will he play much this year? We'll, we'll wait and see, but they're going to need first use in the ruck. They're going to need their rucks healthy, which at the moment, it's not quite the case, unfortunately. But it's also the core of the the core group of players that have played 20 to 50 sample games now. They really need to come on. So the likes of your Luke Beacon, Maxi Lister, Zach Buck, uh, Will Pierce, Adam DeLoyer, training in the house down at the moment, and Zane Williams. These guys need to continue to develop, which they are doing nicely, but they need to take it to another level to be able to compete against the better sides. I haven't finished in seventh this season. Uh, they could go higher. They certainly could go lower, but I think they're one of the harder teams in the competition to be able to predict. Be interesting to see where the Eagles do finish. Men's, it's been jam-packed show once really again. Has. Congratulations to the Adelaide Giants for going back-to-back in the ABL. Uh, we're going to do this all again tomorrow. Dan Menzel and myself, Paul Bonza, on the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter 